What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe the best idea wins, and we are here with smart people giving out smart ideas. So today we're joined by Adam Jaggers from XOI Technologies, and we are super excited to dig in and kind of show you guys some ways you can improve your curb-to-curb experience for your customers, for your technicians, and to help further optimize your operations. So without further ado, let's dig in. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm great. It's a beautiful Wednesday. Uh, It's a chilly 93 degrees outside. (laughs) So I'm sure many of our listeners out there right now are uh, probably stuck in an attic. Hopefully you guys get back to the comfort soon of the van. Hopefully your van has AC. And uh, you can get a nice little break between between calls. And uh, yeah, so this will be a great topic to talk about right now because summertime technicians are running like like crazy right now, inundated with no AC calls, um, kind of, you know, shuffling out uh, installs day in, day out. So um, in order to do that effectively for your technicians and your installers and, and everyone, there needs to be the right tools in place. And we always talk about this on the show. You got to first, you need to know your numbers always, uh, but you need to provide your technicians with the right tools and not just the actual hand tools that they use, but also digital tools. So Adam, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about XOI. Uh, We can kind of take it from there. Yeah. I appreciate that, Erica. It's, it's funny. uh, I was watching the intro video there and I think it resonates really well with us. Uh, XOI is you're the, the best idea wins. Uh, the you know the genesis of uh, of XOI actually is it goes back to our founder and CEO Aaron Salo and you know he's got a blue collar background worked in a factory he started a, a, a company that was uh, manufacturing clean rooms uh, building clean rooms for folks and you know he he found this massive gap in this in the availability of skilled workers and their you know the tools that are available for them and the things that are being provided and, and as an entrepreneurial guy he's like man we we, there's, a, there's a massive opportunity. These are, this is a really, really important workforce that is massively underserved by technology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we say all the time, there are lots of great digital tools in field service. Uh, there's FSMs, there's FMSs, and those, and, but those tools are principally made to run the business, not run the service, right? Yeah. So, so we stepped in in kind of 2017. We were ri- originally a smart glass company because you know those those that was really hot. The Google Glass was back in back yeah. in the day. We actually fielded several thousand pairs of smart glasses. Um, but the idea, the concept hasn't changed. How do we provide digital tools uh, between the curbs? So we you know we focus on as a technology provider what tools and services can be created and deployed for technicians to help them do their job right. Not trying to be an add-on thing so that the office people get this extra thing or for the customer. I mean, we do do things to enable those because that's a at the end of the day, making a customer happy is a service technician's job. But you know, a um, you know, key tenant is you know your 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 logo is or your slogan is like the best idea wins. Well, for us, it's 
the best technology is the technology that gets used. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems like, well, obvious, like, yeah, that's great. But there are a lot of technology providers out there like, oh, we're providing live video, we're providing AI, we're providing that stuff. But we, we really focus in on the technician's experience and the value we provide during the service call. So that's really where we kind of play and that's where we are going to continue to invest in. And we believe that the future field service lies. Yeah. Now, I feel like you're right. You know, years ago, the home services space in general was, it was just paper and pen. Mm-hmm. You know, technician shows up with his clipboard or, uh, the, you know, the, the, the pad of paper and the, and the handwritten invoices. And then, like you were saying, you know, there's a lot of people that realized this was kind of an underserved market and there was a huge opportunity there. Um, and I've noticed that there's a lot of technology out there now. It seems like everyone had the same idea, like, oh, you know, we need to provide some technology. Like you said, you know, there's CRMs and field service management systems and all kinds of stuff. Um, what's the most important digital tools that a technician needs in the modern workforce? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are all there. There's there. Are the, I think the, the kind of table stakes technology tools, like your your field service management, your ticketing, your dispatch stuff, and your invoicing. Right, you got to get the tickets and you got to get paid. And I think, you know, those are those are things that every company has acknowledged to a certain degree that you have to have. If you have more than one tech, you have to have those things. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you know, putting those down, putting those aside, like you need a van, you need tool, you need, you know, you need wheels mm-hmm. on a van, those kinds of things. If you take that away and say, okay, those are table stakes. There is a new set of expectations. We, we refer to it at XO as the Amazon effect. There is a new set of expectations from a transparency perspective and, and, and a communication perspective for customers, right? Mm-hmm. It's no longer sufficient for you to walk in and be like, here's an invoice for $5,000. I promise it was broken. Now it's fixed, right? Uh, you know, it, HVAC is, a, is an inherently mysterious industry for everyone, right? Like, hey, your chiller doesn't work, your condenser, they have no mental model for that. Mm-hmm. And with the kind of rising expectations for transparency for consumer, we've seen this shift in... Um, in kind of the basic requirements or what is table stakes from a consumer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couple that with the massive sh- shortage in talent. Uh, and then, so there's, there's a skyrocketing demand, higher transparency needs, and also a shortage of, of staff of qualified personnel to do that. So you have to take those folks, make them more transparent and more effective. Right. So mm-hmm. how do you do that? Well, well, I mean, there's, there, there are a thousand, you know, tens of thousands of ways more than, you know, I could extrapolate on this podcast. But one of the ways that we found to be really effective is asynchronous fire and forget automated communications, right? So how do, how does it, as a technician, how do I communicate to all the stakeholders in my ecosystem, back to the office, to the sales manager, to the service manager, safety folks, to the customer, how do I do that really simply asynchronously with guaranteed success? Mm -hmm. If I, if I have a safety issue, I might have to stop a job, but if it's, Hey, the sir, the sales guy, there's a, there's a quote that needs to go out. I got a quick quote. Hey, we want to quote, quote this guy, this uh, homeowner, a, a new unit, but they also, there's also a baby inside and I need to get it running. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need to be on the phone with a sales guy being like, okay, here's the quote. Here's the thing. I'll send you a picture. I'll email you all the things. It's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, using, using a, some kind of digital tool. I need to capture this stuff. It needs to, I need to trust that it's going to make it so that I can get back to the thing that I'm paid to do fixing this unit. Yeah. So that, that kind of that interconnectivity of all of the stakeholders through a digital tool that is designed for a technician, right? Mm-hmm. Like, could I email someone? Yeah. 
but then where does that email go? How do I know that the, the salesperson got it? How do I know that the customer is going to get it? Um, that that kind of guaranteed connectivity, that that fire and forget style communication, so that um, technology becomes an, an enabler, not a blocker, uh, is is going to be really key to successful companies. I think going going forward. Yeah, and you, you had mentioned earlier, like you know, having a good experience for the customer. You know that that's really up to the technician, but mm-hmm. enabling and and empowering your technicians with that type of technology, there's going to be a ripple effect and how the customer perceives not only your company, but the service they're receiving and the trust that they have in your technician with the job that they called to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's astounding how, you know, we're not going to teach people HVAC. Right. And I've even experienced this personally, like where I was, I was going on a travel. My wife was home, the unit froze up and I called a reputable, uh, like one of, they're one of our customers, a really great company out of, out of Nashville Lee company. Um, shout out to you guys, uh, provide amazing service. I've been with them for years and I was away and they said I needed a new unit and it was going to be $10,000. And I was like, "Mm, do I really though? Like Mm -hmm. there was this inherent mistrust, even though I intrinsically trust Lee company. Like, you know, if I look at it objectively, there's no reason for me to mistrust them to say that. But along with that, they saw, they sent me a photo and video of that. So Mm -hmm. I could see it for myself. I could visually confirm that. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I don't need to wait. Let the technicians on site, they can do all the things, right? And I think there's that, there's there's just that little hump that, you know, these are big purchases that people have to just get over. And that, you know, enabling a technician to have that, you know, even if, I mean, there are, we've seen, you know, that's one example. But the other example is like where you've got a really expert, you've got a really a really sophisticated tech who's really great at his work, his or her work, and they mm-hmm. do amazing work, but they're not, they're not always the best talking to a customer, right? Like they, yeah. they stumble over their words or they, you know, they struggle. Like, you know, we've seen stuff as simple as like, I'm going to do a sales quote and I'm just going to let you watch the video so that I have time and I can be calm and I can create a product. Like I'm enabling that technician to create a sales product on the fly right there that then they can use to, to show the homeowner. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for questions and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already on site, but I've got this really, really slick, really easy put together product that I can just like, Hey, here's this. Would you like to email it? Would you like to send this to, you know, if your husband or wife is or, or the decision maker, they're the checkbook holder, we can send this to them as well. So yeah. you kind of really quickly kind of create those really sharp products and, and make the, you know, leverage the technician's strengths, mm-hmm. right? You know, if they're great at talking to the one-on-one, great. Show them the pictures. If they're great at shooting videos, shoot them the videos, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, people naturally, they they don't believe what they hear. They believe what they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm that way. And I think that just consumers in general are, are just because we live in such a visual society now, everything can be found on your phone. You can see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can read it for yourself. People want to see what you're talking about. And uh, this is actually a, a real life example for myself, not HVAC related. This is actually pest control related. Um, those who have listened to the show for a while have heard this poor experience I had with a pest control company once in regards to online booking. Um, but that same pest control company, they came to my house. I said, Hey, I think we got some rodents in the attic and they went up there and they came back down and they said, yep, we see, uh, some rodent fecal matter. And I didn't believe them. They just said, we saw it like all over the place, man. Like it's everywhere. Like you, you, you gotta, we gotta go up there and we gotta do the, where they pretty much suck all the insulation out of your attic and blow new in. And they're like, it's going to be like $7,000. We're gonna have to do all this. And I was like, 
bullshit. No, like I don't, no, no, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went up in the attic about three months later to get all the Christmas stuff down. And sure enough, there was, there was rat poop all over the place. <laughs> it was there. They were being honest, but I didn't believe them because I couldn't see it. There wasn't, mm-hmm. if they had said like, look, look, bro, here's, here's the evidence. I'd have been like, all right, do it. Right. But I didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard, especially too. I mean, you think about the financial times that we live in and the uncertainty. These are, these are not small purchases, right? This isn't a, an extra $5 latte at Starbucks, right? <laughs> we're talking thousands of dollars that mm-hmm. it's really, I mean, people, people, it's hard to earn a living and it's hard to part with that when it's, it's almost always unexpected, right? No one expects their HVAC to go out and it's always, almost always large on the scale of, of that. You know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's always a large purchase, no matter how big the purchase, like if it's a thousand dollar unit, then you probably have a lower end income family. So it's a massive purchase for them. And if they've got a larger income, they've got a larger unit. So it costs more. So it's like, it's, it's guaranteed to be a large unexpected purchase. People are going to feel uncertain about it. They, they don't understand the thing. When you tell them that you, they've got a leaky, you know, a rusted coil, they don't know what that means, right? Or if they've got, you know, a bad compressor, they don't know what that, they have no frame of reference whatsoever. And uh, so it's, it's they're, you've, they're already on their back feet, right? You know, but the fact that you're there, right? Yeah. They're probably hot. They're probably irritated, right? So you're, you're yeah. kind of in the worst sales situation you could possibly be in every time you're out there. Uh, unless you're fortunate enough to be out there for a PM contract, which is what I did. But, uh, yeah. but even then it's going to be an unexpected cost. So, you know, yeah, that, that, that inherent mistrust is going to be amplified by the situation that they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, anything that you can kind of smooth that over or remediate or build trust with your customer uh, is going to go a long way. Yeah, yeah it, absolutely. So how do, how do you all see technology helping contractors run a more efficient business? Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> there's uh, 50 ways. Uh, but I think at the core of it is let's create something that one is valuable and easy to use for the technician, because at the end of the day, like if the technician doesn't use it, I mean, we got a, we, we, we service a broad spectrum of technicians from your 30 year technicians who you know started servicing equipment in 1985 to folks that are just out of trade school. So the experience there, if you're thinking about digital tools, the experience is paramount. Adoption is paramount. You know, technicians have more power today than they've ever had about where they work, right? You know, we have definitely heard in the market like, "Oh, well, I can't, I can't give my techs another tool; they'll they'll rebel or they'll quit," right? Mm-hmm. So you know, being very very deliberate in selecting the tools that you use. Don't make it overburdensome for them. Make it easy. Make it streamlined. So, you know, being very deliberate there. But once you've selected a tool, finding things that provide value back to them and explaining to them the value of those tools. So, something very, very simple that our one of our our tools does, the Vision Platform. When you capture photos and videos, asset registration is really important to our business and really atrocious. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a thousand degrees. You're on a rooftop. You got to scribble down 32 alphanumeric characters you got to get it all right then you got to go type it into some system we've created a system with a capture where you take a photo of a data plate we have some computer vision algorithms that automatically reads all the stuff puts grabs all the right fields and puts it in the right place like in in your into your fsm Mm -hmm. so this asset registration becomes from a goes from a thing that is a huge pain in your ass and you don't want to do and you probably don't do to something that's really easy you snap a photo all the stuff goes to the right place 
And then there's value for the technician, right? So you're selecting, you're selecting a capability, you're selecting tools like at homeowners, or if you're doing like light commercial or commercial, you know, those customers really appreciate having an asset list so they can do capital planning. And that drives other things into your business. If you can, if you, if your technicians can help inform your customers or educate your customers through the use of capturing data, right? Like, Hey, here is your train unit. It's 22 years old. It's in poor condition. Here's a photo of that. Uh, you should be, you know, considering a replacement at some point, right? And yeah. just a single, single, easy to use tool to capture all that, right? Take a photo, take a video, and then click send, and it's off to the races, right? All the right people are informed, um, and it's it's a you know a couple clicks away. Yeah. Well, you know, like everyone wants to know what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. And technology especially can be like that, especially in, in a, honestly, like there's a lot of noise out there when it comes to technology. Like yeah. there's a lot of noise around CRMs. There's a lot of noise mm-hmm. around, um, you know, all, all this in financing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even noise around marketing agencies. There's just mm-hmm. so much noise out there. Yeah. Um, but the thing is like, as the owner of a heating and air conditioning business, which most of our listeners are owner operators, general managers, people who have a vested interest in making the business better. Right. They need to be able to communicate to these technicians, like how does this benefit them? Because a lot of times with, you know, with technicians or even you know, office staff, mm-hmm. when the boss man comes around and says, all right, gang, we just got this new fancy technology and you all have to use it. They're going to be like, ugh. Yeah. And, then the, and then naturally the leader starts talking about all the benefits that it's going to provide them, mm-hmm. me, versus how it's going to benefit them. And they immediately start thinking, well, what's in it for me? So if there was a technician listening right now and you had to say the number one, the biggest thing that's in it for them as a perk, mm-hmm. what would it be? Uh, I, I was, I'll, I'll, I'll divvy that, that answer up into two pieces. So older technicians who have been on the job for a really long time, you are really great at your craft and you very rarely get the credit you deserve for the great work that you do. Oftentimes you get blamed when things go awry, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. If you've been servicing HVAC equipment for more than six days, you almost certainly have gotten a call saying, hey, your guy was just here and he left cigarette butts and he left the panel off and blah, 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 blah. But if you're able to capture in a, in a visual way, capture and communicate the work that you've done, uh, you know, it's not the sexiest thing, but being able to cover your butt, like, hey, man, like, no, I was there. Here's the startup. Uh, video. Here's the where we we walked off site. Here's how we found it. Here's how we left it. Being able to kind of like show the customer because they they very rarely are able to see or appreciate the work that you do, mm-hmm. and to be able to communicate the high degree of quality of work that you're getting, I think is massively valuable uh, and and underrated, right? Like, dude, you do. I mean, you almost certainly do amazing work. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't care about the quality of your work, right? And the quality mm-hmm. of your business. Right. Take pride in that. You do. But show your customer. Right. Like you need your customer doesn't have any any sense of how good of a, of a technician you are. And these kinds of tools will allow you to showcase your work in a really effective way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and it could serve as a scream test. Have you ever heard of a scream test like that where um, essentially a scream test is where like you offer the communication, you offer all these great things and the customers never really respond to it. But either stop it or something goes wrong and then you'll hear them scream and then you'll know like, all right, that's the one. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, it, you know, it's like 
the customer, when everything goes right, they come in, they diagnose it, they show you the proof, they give you the estimate, you choose it, they install it, everything's proper, running well. You'll never hear from them again. They'll never look at those pictures. They'll never even care because they're comfortable. And that's all that matters to them. What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. They're comfortable. Mm -hmm. But the second that you have water leaking or mm -hmm. <laughs> your AC can't keep up with the thermostat, they're going to call you and be like, oh my gosh, your people uh, ripped my duct work. The ducts mm -hmm. are all ripped. And then you'll have start to finish. Here's what happened. It was already ripped when we got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It really is one of those. And I'll say this, the second segment of that, um, of that piece, when you, when you've got, when you've got a new technician, so you've only been out of school a year or you've been out of school, of, you know, six months or something, the ability to connect, like document your work and share that with others in your peer group or, and your, and like your mentors and, and get to get real feedback and to not have to have them over your shoulder. Right. Like you, you, no one, no one has got a five-year journeyman program anymore. That would be great. I think it would be great if everybody had the opportunity to shadow a technician for a year when they came out of school, nobody has the means to do that anymore, but the mm -hmm. ability to be able to go out, start working, like start making money on your own, doing jobs, and then have the digital tools so that if you run into something, you can get help. You don't mm -hmm. have to be like, throw your hands up and be like, well, I can't fix this one. Now you have to go tell your boss you couldn't fix it, right? If you have the digital tools that can connect you to other experts, connect you to your owners, that's like, then then the owner can send junior more junior techs out with higher degrees of confidence. Those technicians should gravitate to those employers because they're going to get the support that they need. They're not going to be stuck doing PMs forever, right? Like they're going to be able to graduate into the more sophisticated work streams because they've got the digital support tools that they need, right? Uh -huh. Because sometimes, you know, everybody can call their service manager, but the service manager is going to get frustrated because they can't see because you can't articulate what's going on well, or, you know, there's, there's, you know, you know, sometimes phone communication is fine, but visual communication is so much less lossy, right? Uh -huh. One photo can save you a 45 minute description. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as if you're a younger tech, and you're still learning the ability for you to communicate more effectively and just get help, uh, you know, just should, should arm you with a greater degree of confidence going into these more difficult situations. Yeah. So let's talk about callback, like just callback rates in general mm -hmm. um, for contractors, leveraging technologies versus contractors, not leveraging technologies like this. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you all see on your end, like an average contractor before and after with yeah. callbacks? Yeah. Uh, so for XOI specifically, we 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 see a lot of this. So we think about this as callbacks. Second, we kind of qualify this as two different pieces. We say customer credits and second truck rolls. So we had a, a HVAC contractor in Texas that was doing. Um, I said it was like a sixty. They were doing a ton of installs. Fifty, like seventy percent of their business was installs, mm -hmm. uh, and they were getting like a sixty percent callback rate. Mm -hmm. on those installs and it was always all, all almost always they forgot to turn the gas on because it was hot outside and they didn't test the heat they didn't track text the track the drainage to make sure it had negative uh flow like it was always something that like during the install it was just a thing that got overlooked mm -hmm. right so we put together a digital process for them that was that did visual validation of the install process and they saw a they saw that go from a 65 to 70% callback rate to less than 10%. Wow. Uh, just, just on their installs base. Right. And they were doing principle, you know, 80% of their business was new construction. So a massive win for them. Right. And it, 
it, it takes the technician at the end of the install an extra seven minutes, right, mm -hmm. of time for them to go through this visual checklist. But it was saving them tens of thousands of dollars in second truck rolls and callbacks. They fortunately weren't having to do customer credits because, you know, they, because of the, the nature of the business. But, but um, yeah, I mean, we've seen massive returns, just simple visual checklist, right? Because anybody can create a checklist that mm -hmm. the technician can go, yep, 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 did all the things, right? It's easy to pencil with a, a checklist, right? It's very difficult. Uh, if they take the time to try to pencil whip a photo or a video of something working, they're better off just doing the work properly, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and really, I think it, was, it wasn't it was that the technicians themselves were like, I, I always kind of assume the best out of their techs because we have great, we have great customers. I think it was just the techs being, you know, they're in a, they're in a hurry. Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, there's more than one tech on site at a time doing these installs and, Oh, I thought Bob did it or oh, I thought Tom did it. And there was no kind of process for validating that all the things got done. So it was just like, Hey, let's bring this to the end. Let's bring this together at the end. Let's go down the checklist, take all the photos and videos and really knock that out of the park. So mm -hmm. we've seen massive upticks and then customer credits. We've seen 50, 50 to 75% reduction in customer credits. Mm. Not just because we can, they can pr now prove the work that they did, right? Like, yeah. hey, just because you fix it on Tuesday doesn't mean it won't break again on Friday, right? Mm -hmm. But in, in realistic, it says like, hey, you know, on Tuesday we fixed this thing, and we tried to sell you the fix to the other thing that broke on Friday. And here's here's where we had the conversation with you, right? Here's your sales quote that was attached to that. Here's the photo of us telling you that this is going to break in a very short amount of time. This capacitor is rusted and it's going to go out, right? So having that, you know, and because prior to, they'd be like, oh, no, nobody told me it was going to break. So they got to go credit them for the first fix and then come out and fix it again. And, you know, so we've seen pretty significant 50 to 60 percent reduction for customer credits on on residential services that typically um, that are pre predominantly break, break fix kind of. Uh, yeah. Industry, so. And having that in place right now is important because the way the supply chain is and cost of materials is yeah. you could get a quote for it today at X amount of dollars and you could get a quote again for it in four months at a completely different rate. Absolutely. And having that like, so, so what are your thoughts on that? So say they, they got a quote today for $500 and then they call mm -hmm. back uh, in January, same problem. Mm -hmm. And the quote is now $750. And yeah. then they're like, well, now, well, it used to be $500. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, I mean, we see this, uh, I mean, the larger, like, like commercial industrial, we have a ton of commercial customers, capital planning has become exponentially more difficult, right? Just in general, right? Like, like, how do you price in quotes? How do you, you know, how do you predict failures? How do you be more proactive there? And because the economy is shrinking, people are less likely to do whole unit replacements, right? They're going to want to keep these older units alive longer, despite Maybe it actually ended up costing them more or more. They, maybe they have to keep them alive longer because they can't get something. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we've ordered a new one, but carriers stopped taking orders for this year. So we're not going to get that carrier unit till 23. Right. February yeah. 23. So like, what's the plan? Yeah, we've definitely seen, you know, lots of strategies. Uh, I think, you know, any good sales quote or sales process is going to include an explanation of the problem, a kind of visual representation of the problem and an imperative, right? Like, hey, you need to fix this now because, I mean, we've literally sent videos to customers where the gas was shooting fire out the side wow. of the unit. There was a gas leak and, the, and it was hitting the pilot light. 
And it, I mean, and no one would believe you, right? If you told yeah. someone, hey, there's fire coming out of your unit. So like they were just mad because the some, the technician had turned off the gas and it was getting cold. <laughs> like, why is it getting cold in here? You came out to fix it. Well, your building's about to explode. Uh, so it's, it, you know, the, the visual intelligence, I think, helps drive the imperative, helps drive you to the, to the quicker close those things more frequently, more often. You know, we see uh, on-site close rates go up by uh, 15 to 20% for on-site close rates when you have visual intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, let's get those things closed now. So we just have to deal with that problem less, right? Let's not have, you know, let's, let's try to keep you from having a three month old stale quote or a quote that, you know, turns into a break fix, right? Cause we want to convert. I mean, obviously we want to just convert more sales, but it's also going to give us just more credibility with our customer, um, if you can provide like, Hey, we told you this three months ago. Yeah. It's more expensive, but you can see our material costs. It's not our service labor. It's not our labor costs going up. It's the, it's the material costs. Yeah. Well, and you know, like a lot of, a lot of smart business owners and operators out there are tracking KPIs for their team and what better way to track it than having a, a, a process in place like this that can actually help improve the performance of those, those KPIs. Um, and a lot of a lot of business owners out there will spiff or bonus mm-hmm. commission their technicians based on KPI performance. So if you're looking for a way to convince your your team to adapt technologies like this, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we definitely have seen really great extended programs uh, on like we, we've done some case studies uh, where like upsells with and without like 50 percent of the techs get it, 50 percent of the techs don't. Um, and it's regardless of experience level, regardless of the industry regardless of the demographics or geographics, like there is a significant like double digit increase in close rates when you just have a photo or video to show them. Right. Um, So, I mean, yeah, if you've got a spiff program in place, like how would you like to make twice as much? Like, Hey, you made, you know, 150 bucks in spiffs last month. How'd you like to make 250 bucks or 300 bucks this month? Right. Uh Um, Yeah. Help pay for that, that, that hike in gas, I think people are people are going to have to get more scrappy as we see inflation go up and we see gas prices and it's just the cost of living is going to go up. And as, mm-hmm. a, as a as a business owner, like you can't just like arbitrarily raise your pay, right? Like I think everybody would love to just pay people more. Business yeah. owners really don't get in business to become greedy uh, you know, burgermeisters. They would love to pay people more, but the only way that they can pay people more is if we make more, right? That's right. Um, so incentivizing those upsell opportunities is is critical. Yeah. Well, Adam, as we begin to wrap up here, uh, is there is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you were hoping to chat about? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, as 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 business owners and as as HVAC company uh, proprietors, I think you know, investing in investing in your technicians is going to always be your highest ROI. It's really hard sometimes to get an exact dollar amount for what is the ROI for training a technician or providing a, a learning experience for a technician. But, you know, we think we, we're, we're very passionate at XOI that you, the most valuable resource you have is your technicians. And as I'm certain, you know, most of the folks on our were technicians at some point, I'm sure you can agree. So, you know, while, you know, take those opportunities to, to be thoughtful about what digital tools, what tools in general you're providing your, your, your service technicians, uh, because they'll pay dividends, right? You'll keep, you'll keep the really great ones. You'll never get hundred percent happiness or satisfaction out of your techs or your employees, but you'll keep the ones that are worth keeping 
and the ones that are really great, you'll make you're the ones that are good, you'll make great. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, just be very deliberate. Think about those, you know, think about those folks and those investments and uh, they'll pay back. They will, they will 100% pay back, um, you know, more dividends than better polos or nicer vans or any of those things. Investing in your people is, is where you're going to really grow your business. So you're saying a pizza party won't do the trick anymore? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I mean, although this time of year, an ice cream party might, might go pretty far. Yeah. Or just like some Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that, that's, that, that's good stuff. I, I completely agree. And I think the way that just in general, the, the workforce in America, what they're motivated by has changed. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I completely agree with you there. So Adam, what, what's a good way for our listeners out there to learn more about XOI or to get in touch with you? Yeah. I mean, if they want to connect directly with me on LinkedIn, Adam, Jaggers, uh, XOICTO. They can find me there. They can feel free to message me there or they can go to our website, XOI.io, the letters. I know that's confusing. XOI.io. There's a contact form there and just say, Hey, listen to the podcast. I'd love to get in touch with Adam and they'll route me to you and we'll get, we'll get, we'll get connected. Awesome. Well, Adam, that was, that was a quick one. You know, these, these episodes, they seem to breeze right by. So um, I really appreciate you joining me today. Yeah. And, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.